Welcome to our mini-series, Unhinged Conversations, the podcast where Jen and I come together to dive headfirst into the chaotic world of marriage, macros, fitness, business, parenting, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Johnny. And Jen. And we're thrilled to embark on this wild ride with you. Let's go. Now, let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect from our mini-series. Unhinged Conversations is all about authentic, unfiltered discussions that leave no stone unturned. We're not here to sugarcoat or present a picture-perfect version of life. Instead, we're going to unravel the messiness, embrace the craziness that comes along with navigating various aspects and seasons of life. And over the course of this series, Jen and I will be sharing our personal experiences, triumphs, and even our failures. We believe that honest conversations can spark meaningful connections and provide valuable insights into the many challenges we all face. From the ups and downs of marriage to the pursuit of fitness goals, managing a business, and roller coaster ride of parenting, we're going to tackle it all. No topic is off limits and no opinion is too bold. We're going to dive deep, challenge the social norms, and even ruffle a few feathers along the way. Like Jen said, during these unhinged conversations, we hope to provide you with a fresh perspective on the complexities of life. We're not claiming to have all the answers, but we're here to explore the questions and open up conversations that often go unspoken. (laughs) Whether you're married, single, just starting your fitness journey, or you have been here a while, maybe you're a business owner or a parent, or maybe you're just curious about the messiness of life, this mini-series is for you. We're going to create a space where you can laugh, relate, and maybe even know you're not alone in your struggles. Our commitment to you is that we're not going to hold back. We'll share our personal stories, our lessons learned, and hard-earned wisdom. Our aim is to leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to take on life's unpredictable journey. So get ready for the chaos, the vulnerability, and the occasional dose of humor. Unhinged Conversations with Jen and Johnny is about to begin. Welcome to the Mind to Muscle podcast, where we focus on exercising our minds and our muscles. I'm your host and sweaty mama, Jennifer Loganville, and my goal is to empower you to live each and every day stronger than yesterday. Being the strongest in the room isn't only about your physical fitness, but your confidence and mindset. Here, I'm your biggest cheerleader as we learn how important it is to put your mind to muscle even before picking up the weight. Otherwise, what are you doing? Grab your water and get set up. We're starting in three, two, one. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Unhinged Conversations. I'm your host, Johnny. And I'm Jen. And we are covering several topics in this episode. Take it away. Here we go. Every episode so far has gotten juicier. We talked about the basics, kind of like the foundations of us. Then we talked about what it's like to be business owners as a, you know, married. And that has gotten so many positive feedback, emails and messages. I know you don't see them, Johnny, but I do. And sometimes I'll read them to them. Sometimes I forget. Every single day I've gotten something positive back from our last episode, which I almost didn't air. Good. And... I love I love hearing it. That's what empowers me to keep going, truthfully. Like the podcast, I would say like workouts, I'm solid, super confident. 
posting all that kind of stuff, solid rock. But the podcast is like almost a weakness of mine because I'm like, people don't want to hear this information that we have to do. We have to say, but they actually do. They really want to hear more from you, Johnny. So two things. We have a topic we're going to talk about. But first, I think we should do um, an icebreaker. I put a post inside the Sweaty Sisterhood. So if you're if you're new here, if you're not a member, the Sweaty Sisterhood is inside of my program, Gen Z at Fit Group. It's a 6,000 sweaty sisters is what I call my members. And today I made a post. They said, Johnny and I are recording an episode of Unhinged Conversations. What are some unhinged topics that you want to hear from us? Anything goes with a sweating emoji. <laughs> Johnny does not know. So I wish I could have this videoed. But it's 1030 at night and our kids are downstairs. Ava's asleep. And so I have no makeup on. We're not recording ourselves. That's coming in the future, though. Because I like to throw a lot of stuff at Johnny and a good reaction is always the best. And so um, I was reading through the comments. We have like a couple hundred comments and I found some really good ones. So what our main topic is about for today will lead us there. Because I saw a comment from one of them. But I think we should start off light and funny, right? All right, let's go. You good? Okay, Darcy, she's one of my friends. <laughs> but you know Darcy personally, so you know she is a hoot. This is her comment. This is so personal, but I feel like I'm guessing many of us struggle with balancing our life with all the things and having some sexy time. Just time together with their spouses and actually wanting to, ha, huh. sorry, not sorry, but you guys are so busy. Do you plan it in your day with a bunch of laughing emojis? I can't believe I'm asking you this. Disregard if you must. And of course, she got all the reactions from people laughing. And like so many people are like, great question. I have a hard time getting this in too. Is it bad that I wonder what this is like for Jen and Johnny. <laughs> People are wondering, Johnny. <laughs> like, do you put it on the calendar? Be, do you both just agree you're too tired and go to bed? I'm reading all the comments right now. I responded, I'm crying, laughing. I can't wait to see Johnny's face. Then they they wish I recorded this. Um, People are like, my first thought, Jen's going to bring it up. Johnny's horrified. What are your thoughts? Oh, I guess we're just going straight into it. We're getting unhinged. Um, unhinged. A lot of people are asking. A, a lot of people. He's blushing right now, if you're wondering. So We're going I, straight to the truth then. Yeah. Say, uh, years ago, we tried to pencil it in on the calendar, I guess you could say, that approach. Yeah. And, and now it's just spontaneous. I, I was not a fan. No. If you're listening and you're my dad, I'm sorry. Stop listening right now. But um, it's just spontaneous. Like, in the moment, I will say postpartum and breastfeeding, um, it's it's a tricky balance, but you got to do it. So our secret is like, <laughs> I always distract the kids with something because by the time we get the kids asleep, our kids are night owls. By the time I get all three kids asleep and get all the things settled and all like myself set up, like it's just too late at night and I'm just too tired sometimes, but usually I like it to be more spontaneous of like in the middle of the day or like a, on a weekend when you least expect it. I'll just like set up the kids to be busy and 
we usually, I usually tell them, I'm always the one that has to tell them and set this up. You should set this up sometime. They believe you more. I'm the trickster. Yeah, it's true. I joke with them. They'll think it's a joke. I'm like, okay, dad and I have to talk about what our plans are for later or tomorrow or this weekend. So you guys can't interrupt. We'll be back in a little bit, but don't come unless it's an emergency. And they're like, okay. And then I have to think about something of what I'm telling them that we're doing. And I will just make something up like, oh, we're going to go like to level a day up. Trip, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, like he said years ago, it used to be like, a, okay, it's Tuesday. Let's go. But I have a lot of friends that schedule it. It's actually a conversation I have with many of my close friends. This is a weird topic for me. I don't love this topic unless I'm like sh- extremely close. Like I'm a pretty private person unless I'm extremely close with you. I will say I have this conversation probably with only Jenny and Jessica. And I won't disclose their information, but I will say they have given me the ideas of distracting the kids. <laughs> and so be like, oh, around Christmas time, I was like, we're wrapping presents or, oh, we're looking at Christmas presents for you. Just got to make something up because if you always say, oh, well, just just count on it later or whatever you do, later is never going to happen. And I think a man would prefer it every day. Am I wrong? Who wouldn't? <laughs> but, um, no, I'm blushing. Um, but I'll just say, like, a couple times a week, you just judge what works for you and your family. You and your husband, not your family. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe. You got to pencil it in somewhere. but You got to pencil it in. Not like. Back in the day, she's like, oh, on a Tuesday night at 10.30 p.m., the alarm will go off. <laughs> it's like, a, you got to make it my schedule. A, a date in the calendar, and I'm like, this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So I shut that down. But I'll be honest, over marriage. you were only home on the weekend, so that was the only time we had available. That's true. That's true. So you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um. So... That is a question that's kind of funny. Johnny's all flustered now. Probably doesn't want to record this. Um, And so some of the questions, I think they're really relatable. Like one girl was like, we go do laundry in the middle of the day and tell our kids, you know, we're busy and don't interrupt. Um, People say we have talks in the middle of the day. A lot of good comments, like similar. You just, the kids will stand at the door and knock. Been there, done that. You just got to do what you got to do. But it kind of gives a little adventure. Makes it uh, pretty wild sometimes when you hear the kids trying to unlock the door. So these are funny. Hey, hey, babe, want to go jump on the bed? Is what somebody, <laughs> it's a code word for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So people are like, we're not only worried about Johnny Jin, how are they so busy all the time? How are they getting that in in their personal lives? Don't you worry about me and Johnny in our intimate life. Like, we've got that under control. Johnny's not lacking. Life hey, is we've, great. We've got three kids in the mix there. That's right. We're getting it done. Do you, People are like, really, that is so funny. Do you have to wait for an, a rest day or an active rest day? Oh, no, I always say, you ready to burn some more calories? 
Literally, <laughs> that is what he says That's every day. That's my code word. Every single day, he's like, hey, you want to go work out? Hey, you want to burn some extra calories? And I just roll my eyes at him and quit. That's my code word. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I like spontaneous. I'm becoming sure. this spontaneous woman. You are. You're a rowdy girl. I'm just rowdy. Stabbing myself with knives and stuff. <laughs> hey, I'll say this. Never trust a person that will stab themselves because they definitely gonna stab you. <laughs> Johnny Johnny thinks I'm gonna stab him though. I think he truly is afraid for his life. Because he says if you can stab yourself, then you will have no problem stabbing me. I was like, hey, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I got a badass wife. <laughs> Don't mess around or she'll stab you. I don't have a problem with stabbing, I guess. So right. um, we're going to move on to another question. But in a nine, ten minute um, topic, we're doing good. You got to do what works for you and your significant other. Make Just time for it. Creative. It's really important, truthfully. Like you can tell like tension in a like sexual tension in a relationship if it's been too long. And then the minute it's done and over with, you just feel better and you feel closer and you feel more bonded. It's a key to a healthy marriage. Connection. Yeah. So moving on, um, how did you decide on your kid names? Just reading some of these questions. Like there are a lot, but I'll read some of the ones yeah, that this, I find this interesting. This pretty quick. Yeah. So right off the bat, when we were dating even, yeah, like we... Pretty much knew we were getting married, but I said right off the bat, I said, I want Reed. If we have a boy, I want it to be Reed. Yeah, we are you trucking immediately together. fired back and said, if we have a girl. Her name's going to be Adeline. Her name's going to be Adeline. I said, perfect. Deal. So there's, we instantly had two names. boy girl name right off the bat. Yeah, and both of them have our middle names. And then Ava Grace, um, she, Addie named her. The minute I found out I was pregnant, and she said, if it's a girl, I want to name her Ava. But she wanted her middle name to be our middle name. And I was like, we don't carry on a middle name for, you know, three <laughs> generations down here. Three people of the same family don't. I mean, you can, I guess. But I'd have never heard of it. She really wanted her to have the same middle name. But I was certain. I was like, if I have the baby, I want her middle name to be Grace, no matter what it is. And so Ava stuck. And then it became Ava Grace. And she is 100% an Ava Grace. I would not give her any other name. But we were probably 10 hours without Ava Grace's name in the NICU. And finally, I, you know, I was just a crying, sobbing mess for that whole two weeks we were in the, the NICU. And finally, I was like, this baby needs a name. And so it just stuck. I was like, I can't look at her and not see Ava Grace. And she was just that in Ava Grace. Mm -hmm. But Addie and Reed had their names already. We'd never announced Addie's name until she was born. And then there were like three other Loganville girls pregnant with boys. And so I had to announce his name because I was like, I'm claiming this name before some other Loganville takes his name. So and because Loganville is a big deal, like it's good. Reed's always going to have that last name. Whereas Addie, if there was two Adelines as Loganville's, they'll get married one day and it'll change. So I wasn't as worried about that as I was for Reed. And I love that name. Johnny loved that name. It's super powerful. It's rare 
I love it. Fitzum. I feel like every one of our kids' names Fitzum. Yeah, to a T. Yeah. And so um, that's how we came up with them. Yeah. I'd say all three names are pretty easy. This one's good. Jen mentioned that Addie came home from school one day wearing mascara. I said that in one of my podcasts, I think with Rachel, and that she had put on in the bathroom. Is that something that she that I would have done? What were you guys like when you were younger? Were you troublemakers? Were you rule followers, bookworms, partiers? Any special talents that you have? Okay, so we'll go with this question. Um, Addie is a spitting image of me right now. I would say for sure. I was, I could see her a little bit like me when I was younger um, in the sense of we followed the rules. We liked, we're a people pleaser. We don't like to be in trouble. But she's just recently, she is like that with publicly. With us, she would push it and bend the rules a little bit and see how far she could get away. And then whenever she would have like a big explosion, but that's gone away, I would say like, when she was four. She hasn't had anything like that in a long time. She's Mm -hmm. almost eight. Oh, she's the first one to tell the truth when she did something wrong. Yeah. She tells on herself all the time. And I've established this relationship with her the way my parents did it. It's like, you respect me, I respect you. You will get in less trouble if you just tell me the truth. So yes, there will probably be consequences for making a poor choice, but you will be in less trouble than if you lie about it. And so that is like how we maintain the rules at my parents' house. And so that's just what I wanted. I really wanted this strong, open relationship with her. I want her to be the first, you know, I've got to tell my mom this rather than I don't want to tell my mom this. Like I want that to be her thought is like I can't wait to tell my mom or I have to ask my mom what she thinks about this. Like that is the relationship with her that I want and with Ava. So I am doing everything in my power to pave that path. And the same thing with Reed. But Addie is, I would say, spitting image of me. My parents say it right now. Like, she acts like me, who I am right now. My parents say, you know, they they pride on, they've never given me a spanking or my sisters. And Johnny just is like, I just don't understand how. <laughs> but he, it's just different. I don't know. I watched my middle sister get in so much trouble growing up that I was like, I'm not doing that. And so I just follow the rules it was easier to just and I don't know like I felt like an only child because we had bigger age gaps and so I didn't really have anyone to get in trouble with I think maybe if I had a sibling within a few years of me I would have probably gotten in trouble with them and fought with them more but my sisters were older and so I didn't really have that I was like an only child really Johnny on the other hand believe it or not I was a wild man growing up wild child his mom and his aunts will tell me out of all the nine kids until johnny was like six maybe probably about six I he was calm down bad like bad bad wild child i was the kid breaking out of preschool running through the parking lot <laughs> making my teachers <laughs> chase me i can still vividly remember that moment in life <laughs> i love it because it's so opposite uh, of who he is as an adult. I was a challenger when I was, you know, young. I challenged all authority. Yeah. Why right. do you think you did that? Always. I don't know. For attention, since there's so many of you? Yeah, I was, so I'm one of nine. I'm third oldest. I really don't know. I was just. You just did it because. I just had so much energy growing up. 
I was also the one I got in trouble. We lived on a, you know, 70 acre hog farm and I'd get sent to my room while I would just climb out the window and run out to the woods and be gone for eight to 10 hours and just come back when I was bored. I cannot even imagine Reed climbing out the window and not knowing where he is for eight hours. I'm a helicopter parent though. Johnny be like, see you when you get hungry. And I'm like, where's Reed right now? Like I've got a camera on him. I'm watching him. Yeah, no, I'm the helicopter parent for sure. But I think, again, only, like, I'm the youngest of three girls, but, again, age gaps. You all are really close in age, and so I think that plays a huge difference. Yeah. I think it's like trying to get any attention, maybe. Is that what it was? Like, any attention, even if it's bad? Probably, I would say. So how do you feel, like, in your opinion, that Reed is similar to you? So Reed's similar to me as adventurous. For sure. But he's not as rebellious as I was. No. Not even close. No. There's some times where he like, he just doesn't like to get in trouble either. Yeah. He will kind of push like, okay, Reed, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. But he hates to be in trouble. The minute you raise your voice at him, he shuts down. He's like me on that. Whereas Addie, I will say the script is a little bit, it's twisted here because she looks like me. She acts like me. She's powerful like me. She's like not afraid to tell you the truth, not afraid to tell you what's on her mind. Reed is like you, quiet, shy, man, a few words unless you're close to your people. Like with us, obviously, it's he's comfortable for his yeah. parents. But um, if you're, he doesn't like, you know, when you sing happy birthday, he does not want all eyes on him. He doesn't want that kind of stuff. He doesn't like the attention. However, Reed is like me on, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to, you know, don't raise your voice at me. Addie's like, challenge Just to us. accepted. Just, Just to, to us. me and you. With her teachers. Like, they're, Addie's like the best kid in the class. So I, I think it's, again, who you're comfortable with. You, however, did not care. You were just naughty for all of them. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Johnny and I were raised in very different families. Different, totally different upbringings. Totally different parents. It's wild, and it's taken me 10 years to peel back Johnny. Johnny's like an onion. You have to peel the layers one by one. He does not let very many people in on the inside of his thoughts or his, you know, what he's feeling or the connection. Not very many people. So if you get to know Johnny on that level, you are a good person because he does not let too many people see that side of him. So... We were raised in two very different households, two completely different types of parents. So I noticed like when Johnny, like his first initial thought whenever the kids were up was, oh, you need a spanking. But I was like, no, I don't want to do spankings. But I feel like spankings are acceptable at a necessary, you know, reason. Like it's not the first thing we do. It's not the first reaction. But also, Johnny has never parented out of anger. He's like, the kids could be going absolutely insane. He's never punished out of anger, which I am just like amazed by that. Like he, nothing ruffles his feathers. Like he said in our last podcast, even like the kids can be going crazy and he's just so cool, easygoing. And he's like, Reed, I'm sorry, you have to get a spank now. It's a choice that you made. And I have brought in this, the wording. 
So I've noticed like when we just had Addie and she was little, I was like, don't be a bad girl. Or Johnny's like, well, you get a spanking because you were a bad girl. And I've watched and listened to so many parenting psychologists and how saying you are a bad girl or you are a bad boy can affect them for the rest of their lives. So we've flipped the script and flipped the wording and we're like, you made a bad choice. You are a good girl. Even if you do bad things or if you do good things, you are a good girl. We love you no matter what. You made a bad choice. Therefore, the bad choice has a punishment. And I would say it's been forever since we've spanked the kids. Honestly, he doesn't even spank them. He just puts them over his knee and like it says, okay, you get two spankings. And he doesn't even have to spank them. They're already like, okay, okay, okay. And he doesn't actually have to spank them. It's the anticipation of the thought of a spanking. Yeah, now we just joke about it pretty much. Yeah, they listen. You just have to get onto it. More so we take away um, like screen Screen time. time is like huge for kids now. Yeah. And now we have the ability to shut down anything from our phones. So Yeah. And so this weekend, Addie made a funny comment to my dad. She goes, Papa, has my mom really never had a spanking? And my dad goes, no, she's never had a spanking. And Reed goes, I have. <laughs> and so then Addie goes, I haven't. And I look at her. She probably hasn't had spankings since she was like two or three, maybe four. Four was a really challenging year. She had some spankings that year. If you don't believe in spanking, great, move on. Like, don't, I don't need you to attack me. We're not beating our kids. It's a little swat. It, their butt's not even red. So it's an attention like, hello. Um, you punish your kids however you want. Leave us alone. And so Addie goes, I've never had a spanking either. I've just had a high five on my butt. <laughs> my we all started dad, yeah, <laughs> correct. Um, she's so witty. It's like eighth or second grade is like a funny witty. They become really witty and hilarious in the sage. Yeah. Unexpectedly. And so um I would say they're they're very what you we have our minis and then so I'm really curious what Ava's gonna be like. So far she looks just like Johnny Reed, I think, but she's got a little Spitfire personality of like powerful, so she might have that from me. She is she she looks for the biggest thing in the room so she can flip it over. Yeah. And she can't even walk yet. Like she'll grab Reed's scooter. Yeah. Slam it to the ground, start picking it up, slam it to the ground. Johnny we'll says she's find aggressive. The play chairs, flip the play chairs over. I'm just like, she's just looking for a challenge. So I'm like, uh oh, that that's, might be me. That is you, but that's also me. Like, I like a good challenge. So I don't know. She might be this little powerhouse mix, but I hope, I hope for our sake, she's not a terrorist like you of like just tearing the whole place down. Never know. I hope not. Please say a prayer for me that she's not, that she's just a spicy little thing. Um, okay. Any special talent? Johnny has every special hidden talent that you can possibly think of. Johnny's a good singer. He sang to me with his guitar at our wedding. Didn't know that was going to happen. Um, he is an amazing video editor. He's funny. He's really funny and he doesn't even know he's funny. Like, he has me laughing all the time, which goes to another question. People are like, are you guys really like you guys are always laughing? How do you keep your spark alive? Laugh. 
you all have to laugh even at the silliest, most ridiculous things. Like just laugh with each other. Yeah, you got to have humor. Like Johnny will sometimes, and I don't say like he makes fun of me, but he'll do stuff that gets a rise out of me in a playful, like joking way. And so then it turns into like a me like looking at him like seriously. And we just laugh about it. But you can't take life too serious and always laugh. Do you think I have any hidden talents? Oh, yeah. I don't think I do. I can't think of one like hidden talent that I have. You do. What? You can't even think of any. Your personality. Whatever. Yep, that's number one. Isn't that a hidden talent? It is. You're, mag- you're magnetic. Oh. Everyone you're around is just in love with you. <laughs> you're so sweet. I don't know about that. It's true. He did. So you can sway the masses. <laughs> you're sweet. You're sweet. I reread our vows. I haven't read them since we've been married. Since I read them right before, I reread our vows the other day. He wrote me this big, long letter with his vows in it. And this was, you know, 2014. And he put in there something just similar to what he said. He said that no matter what room you walk in, all eyes are on you. And that was before JGFG or before, you know, all these people say, you know, similar things. He was the one who called it. He told me when he met me. He said, you're a fitness model. I'm marrying me a fitness model. He was telling everybody that. I'm marrying a fitness model. I'm like, if you don't stop saying that, I am not a fitness model. And so he now says it. He's like, told you I was marrying a fitness model. That's right. I called it a long time ago. You should do something in the fitness industry. But like a hidden talent? I wouldn't say a personality is a hidden talent. Hidden talent is like, I can play the guitar. I have zero, like I'm a horrible singer. I don't have any musical talent. You're a pretty good singer. I can shuffle cards really well. Very good card shuffler. <laughs> My kids are always impressed. Your other hidden talent is you're faster than you look. I am. Oh, that takes me to a story. So a couple years ago, we were racing. And Johnny prides on how fast he can race. He was really fast at, you know, when he played college football a long time ago. Um, so we have not ever had a race I've never raced anybody. And so on 4th of July every year, we go to my parents and we always do this. We need to go this year and redo it because I want to see how fast I am. And so my little nephews will try to race us. One of them's like, I can beat you, Aunt Jenny. I'm like, let's go. And so I have some of my nephews lined up and then Johnny's the only one who's willing to go out there. We're always the ones. We're always the ones participating. Everyone else just sits and watches us. We're always out there. And so we're lined up. My sister, Christy, she's my oldest sister. She thinks she's got a shot at this. I love you, Christy, if you ever listen to this. But I was like, <laughs> I'm totally going to beat her racing. <laughs> and um, so we're all lined up. These little kids think they're going to beat us. My oldest nephew, he was, what, 14 at the time or something. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's for sure. Like, I was like, he's going to smoke me. And I was like, okay, Jen. I gave myself a little bit of pep talk. I was like, I'm going to go as fast as I possibly can. Let's go. You can do this. You're the strongest in the room. And my dad was the countdown. And he was who we had to slap his hand. I was like 0.5 of a second behind Johnny. And I'm so much shorter than him. I was so proud of myself. My ribs hurt for weeks. 
Because I've never had to like keep my core so tight. I think she had an ad- adrenaline shock or something because she yeah. was she was freaking scooting. Johnny was like, I was like, I beat you. <laughs> so that takes to another question. Someone asked if we're competitive. We are very competitive oh, people. for sure. Johnny's a little more competitive, but I don't like to lose. I'll just say that. So that takes us to Thursday. We um, have the Missouri's Best event since I won Missouri's Best Personal Trainer Entrepreneur Health and Fitness Club for the third year in a row. Whoop, whoop. Ooh, yeah. So we always do a red carpet event, and then there's a little after party. This time it's at the lake, and so I take my employees. It's a fun little, like, employee bonding um, and then so I, I've let their husbands come the last year. And so I let their husbands come. I have a table for 10. And so this year we're doing a little twist on it. It was Jenny and Jessica helped me get this inspiration. So it's going to be my three employees, their husbands, me and Johnny. And we are doing, after the event, I rented this like mansion at the lake. It's really neat. It's really cool. Um, and... Rented that out. We're doing like beer Olympics. Beer Olympics. Even though I don't like beer and I don't like to drink, wish me luck. It's going to be the day after you listen to this. So I will maybe post some stuff on my story. I don't know. We'll see how the night goes. But See how rowdy Jen gets. Story of my life. So I made trophies. There's a first place trophy. I made them out of like beer bottles and beer cans sprayed painted gold. There's a second place, third place, fourth place, which is a loser trophy. And then there's a puker trophy. I spray painted a Barbie doll and she's going to be bent over, hot glued to a cup. It's going to say puker on it. And so Addie was like, saw me making this. And I don't, I don't, I don't say like we don't drink in front of our kids, but we are like, this is a mommy drink. This is a daddy drink. I rarely drink. And when I drink, it's like a sip and I'm done. Johnny gets really annoyed with me whenever I'm like, let's drink. Or let's like, it's only socially too that we drink. Never just like for the night. That's just not my cup of tea. And so, um, but it's like one or two sips and then I'm out. I'm like, no thanks. But when I do, I go. She goes very hard. Too hard. I don't know how to stop. She doesn't have a happy medium. It's like an all or nothing for me. I would prefer the nothing. Or uh, (laughs) over the edge of the boat. (laughs) So Addie asked me, what am I doing? I said, we're doing this because we're having a hot dog eating contest. Hot dog eating contest. (laughs) So back to telling your kids whatever you need to to get things done. (laughs) So she went to my parents' house this weekend and goes, Graham, guess what? Mom's got to go home to make her trophies because they're having a hot dog eating contest this weekend. My mom goes, what? (laughs) My mom is not a drinker at all. I've never seen my mom drink anything. And she goes, what? And I just look at her and I play it. I go, yep. Have a hot dog eating contest after the red carpet event. (laughs) She goes, oh my, that sounds horrible. And so... I'm just going to, I should just name it the hot dog eating contest instead of the beer Olympics. Right. Oh, so that's some funny stuff. Okay, we're going to move on to some more questions. We'll just go kind of rapid fire with them because there's a lot of questions. We just got off topic. Um, I'm sure you are a local celebrity. 
Is it hard to be normal in public? Does it ever get old being quote unquote known? I'll let you answer. What's it like to be known? I would say we are known everywhere we go. When we go to our hometown where we used to live, yes. It's a much smaller community, like a a population of like 30,000. And I am very known in that town by a lot of people. And I would find myself when we lived in Sedalia still, I would be at Walmart and I'd have members stop me and be like, hey, Jen, what's in your cart? What? It, why are you buying these? Or like questioning stuff. And I would be like, you know, I have kids. I have a husband. At the time, Johnny didn't follow my meal plan. He'd trucker John. Trucker, he was Trucker John. He had <laughs> dono sticks. Needed my little Debbie's <clears throat> in my life at that time. He Tell him what you call little Debbie. Oh. Back in the day. Anytime Jen would call, she'd be like, oh, what are you doing? And we'd just be joking back and forth. I'm like, oh, you know, I got my side chick, little Debbie over here, my side seat. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean about the jokes? My side chick. His side chick is the little Debbie. He said, that's going to be my only side chick I ever have is the little Debbie snack. (laughs) That's fine. But you haven't had your side chick in a long time. I know. Your macros. I hate them now. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, too much. So I wouldn't I'd say, say number one, it's rewarding. Yes, I mean, it's, it's never bad. Rewarding. I love running like into conversations members. and, you know, yeah. getting to catch up with people that you've never seen or met. and Hearing their stories of like, how did you get started with JGFG? I will say, if you ever run into me, always say hi to me because. Ask for the picture. Ask say for hi. the picture. Say hi. My kids are used to it. They love it. My Johnny's used to it. My parents are used to it. Oh, you will never interrupt us in a negative way. It's the, always a positive, like fun thing for us. The kids are always asking whether it, is that a workout girl or not. Yeah, is that one your workout girls mom? Yeah, that's their question. Yeah, and so it doesn't get old. It's rewarding. However, it's super funny when we're eating out and say someone recognizes me. They just dare and it i'm like johnny that has to be a member i don't know their name i know their face because of their profile picture or their study selfies but i don't know their name and i don't want to be like hey are you a member i should do it sometime and then they're not gonna be (laughs) i know but i'll always get a message later even the most recent one at texas roadhouse yeah i don't think you got a message from that girl till like months later later and asked me something completely different and i was like by the way, am I crazy or did I see you at Texas Roadhouse a couple weeks ago? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I didn't want to interrupt you and your family, but I thought that was you. I would, and it's a look. They give it's me funny. a look. It's yeah. so funny. Or they usually will tell like their significant other, that's my workout girl or that's Jen. And then the significant other can't stop staring because they, I think what I've heard is like from someone's told me like, I just want to see like what, are you really the same person off camera? And I would say the answer is yes. Yeah. Like what you see is what you get on camera, off camera. You've seen me interact with my kids on camera. It's the exact same way off camera. Because I, my reason is like, why would I pretend to be somebody that I'm not? So then when you meet me, you're highly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I do that? Why? And also, I don't have the energy. Who, who else would I be? <laughs> like, <laughs> why pretend? That would be so weird. And so I just try to be someone that I need. Every day in my mind, that's what it is. Who who do I need? That's who I try to show up as. And it just so happens, 6,000 other people need someone like that too. 
And so just be somebody you need. So always say hi, please. I thought this one was good. Who do you look up to? I'll be honest. I'll just go first because while you think, you're giving me that thinking, those thinking eyes. Or do you have it? Say it's your dad. My dad. That's what I was going to say too. I look up to my dad. I looked up to my granddad. Yeah. For sure. That's who inspired him to get his pilot's license and all of that and become a pilot in, you know, his granddad was a stand-up man. Yeah. Amazing man. Smartest man I've ever met. He had a great sense of humor. Yeah. And he would, he just loved to talk like about anything. He He could talk to anybody. He just liked to be in your presence. Yeah. That was always my favorite thing about my granddad. Yeah. What's your favorite thing like? About my dad. About your dad? Like what you, almost like pretty much the Almost same, identical, like, yeah. You know, 25, 30 years younger. Yeah. Version of my granddad. Yeah. So. Just, just like how he, you know, really down to earth, always willing to help us no matter what. I mean, through our whole, you know, marriage. He's, yeah. He's been there. So my dad is my person outside of like Johnny and my kids. Like he, I am a daddy's girl through and through. If you ask my sisters who's your dad's favorite kid, he would say me. They would say me, for sure. He would probably say me too. It's not that he doesn't love my sisters, but he and I just have this special bond. I don't know what it is. He is my person to my core. You know, he can always talk me through different things. If, you know, I have a, Johnny and I are having not, I wouldn't say, we've never gone to him for an issue. We actually had this conversation I've never called him um, like Johnny and you're in a fight because that's not a thing that I bring my parents into. That's a me and Johnny conversation. Mine is a like if Johnny and I are struggling on picking, you know, making a decision or we need some guidance on something business or family or anything, we call my dad. Johnny calls my dad too. Mm-hmm. Hey, this water line's leaking. We call my dad. If Johnny doesn't know the answer himself, we call my dad. And okay, I, I want to set up the warehouse like this. Could you help me? And he's he's you know has a lot of experience in warehouse. You know that's what he did for thirty two years. So. Yeah, and so you know I think it's um, we respect his opinion on it's a respect you know, thing. Like I look at it's not and a celebrity. Always, you know we don't always go with his opinion right. at all times, but. And he respects that. And he respects it back and forth. So yeah. I think that's why we go to him time and time again. Yeah. So anyone who asks, like, who's your best friend? Uh, Johnny and my dad and my kids. <laughs> I don't know. We just have this special bond. And Addie's the same way with my dad. Reed favors my dad, but he also favors my mom a lot. Yep. But um, Addie is a papa's girl for sure. Mm-hmm. She's a miniature version of me, which results in that. The bond, I don't know what it is. And my sisters don't really have that with my dad. They have that more with my mom. And so, I don't know. He, I wouldn't say a celebrity that I look up to or any famous person is my dad. I'm going to, I'm talking him into being on the podcast with me. You all will love him. I've been preparing him. He's the most likable guy. You're coming. You're coming up next. Yeah. He's great. You all will love him. If you met him at the Top Notch Grand Opening, so many people are like, Jen, we want your dad on workout. Jen, we want to hear from your dad. Like, they love him. So, okay, if you could hang out from, with one person from history for a day, who would it be? From history? 
probably hang out with the Wright brothers. I'm like super obsessed into flying right now. Yeah. I would have liked there to be be there to witness all that. Yeah, that would be cool. Going on. I don't know. I'm not much of a history buff. Um, but we can go ahead and say today's world, you'd love to hang out with Posty. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if I have a celebrity. I, I could list five people off the top of my head of my family who's passed away that I would love to, like, go hang out with again. But if I could hang out with just a celebrity, Post Malone. Like, people are like, oh, why do you love Posty? He looks nasty. I don't love him. Like, I, and I've explained this so many times. I don't find him attractive. I don't find him like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with him in like a crush way. I like him as a person because he seems genuine. He seems like really laid back, down to earth, down to earth, really raw. Feel like he tries to connect with all of his songs. And so I bought Johnny Post Malone tickets for his birthday in, wow, I'm living it like my best life. They're truthfully, I think they're for me. <laughs> but We've been um, wanting to do that for a long, forever. long time. Finally, it all worked out where it was in near us and it was great. And so um, it's coming soon. I'm like, I'm literally so excited for this. Like my heart, every day I look for an outfit and I haven't found like the perfect outfit that says Post One Concert yet, but I know I'll get it. Jessica's helping me because she and her husband are coming with us. We have to find another couple who loves Posty as much as us to take with us. We have six tickets for the seating that I bought. We just haven't found another couple that's going to match our vibe and who loves Posty as much as us. Because it's a vibe. Like you have, if you are a Posty fan, you know it's a vibe. Yeah. And you have to match us, especially me and Jessica. And so we're just waiting on that extra. Big shoes to fill. I know. We just need two more people. So if you're a big Posty fan, might do some Posty tryouts. That's right. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Top Notch Athletics. We customize tailored clothing for those that are here to get things done. We design clothes for those that never settle. The peak performers, the ones that never sell themselves short of the best. The high risers, those that never quit. The strongest in the room. Step into these clothes and your mindset shifts. You become top notch. Check out tnclothing.com to become your top notch self. Okay, um, let's see. That We answered that one. You guys are so fun together, always smiling, which I love. Do you ever get mad at each other right before filming or do you just ignore it? And deal with it later or not film at all. <laughs> so. Oh, all the time. All the time what? <laughs> Just like right before. And here's the thing with that. You'll, you'll say something like, we're doing a third. And I'm just like all mad and don't want to do it. Yeah. He kind of pouts. Kind of get pouty. And then I'm just like. Then he works it out and it's over. Hit the play button and here we go. Yeah. And I'm happy I did it. Exactly. I'm always like trying to push the limits. And Johnny's like, I'm two and I'm done. And I'm like, push yourself. Like quality over quantity. That is, he literally says it to me daily. And I just roll my eyes. So I can't say it's like a full out argument. I don't know the last time we had like a big fight. It's usually over something like Johnny saying something like quality over quantity, Jen. And And then that gets her more 
motivator right before the third workout. So then she goes harder. Yeah, and then you guys have to and suffer I, because Johnny. I have to go harder to keep up. <laughs> then Johnny lit a fire under all of us. And then, so some of the intense ones, yeah. you can just thank Johnny for getting that steam full send ahead. Pretty much. That's okay. She, she doesn't know I do it just to. He probably just does. Just fire. level me up. No, I can't say we ever get mad at each other. I no, can't. it's not mad. It's just like. Me being lazy. He just pushes me to irritate me intentionally. That's what that looks like. But it's like, I'm not a person. If I'm mad at somebody, it's an isolated event. I will never walk in a room and expect the whole room to feel my anger. My dad taught me that at a very, very young age. Just because you are mad at this person, you don't take it out on everybody else and ruin everyone else's day. So if I'm mad at you, you specifically will know. But nobody else in the room will know. Yeah, that's one of our both of us are number like that. one biggest pet peeves. Oh my gosh! Like being around people that are pouty and so just many to ruin people in our lives mood just because they're in a pissy mood. I'm like, no, Ugh. drives me nuts. I'm like, if you are mad at your significant other, you take it out on them solely. I didn't call you that name; they did. But again, like I. I will let you know, but it takes a lot to make me mad. So it's just, if you make me mad to the level of, what do I do when I get mad? Nothing really. I mean, you just ignore them. I'm an ignorer. And then, unless that, you, unless you come up that to me. Because yeah. Jen, Jen talks to everyone, like yeah. pretty much goes out of her way to, you know, see how everybody's doing. So. Talk to your it's uncle like the, that I barely even know. It's like the biggest burn is when Jen walks in the room and she doesn't talk to you. When I don't acknowledge your existence. Mm-hmm. It's a sign. My thoughts on up. that. Yeah. My thought on that is no response is a response. Yeah. And that's the worst response that I, you can give me. However, if you have my texting and I've not texted you back, it is not because I'm mad at you, likely, unless you know that I'm mad at you. Um. If you're like, hey, Jing, can you figure my macros and you've texted me? I love you, but I probably will get back to you in a month because I answer my Facebook messages first. Those are less than 24 hours, you know, less than responded to. My texting is horrible at response rate. But those people love me on another level is why they have my text number. And so um, you understand. I'll text someone back. Like I texted a friend back who texted me two weeks ago about her macros and I was like, I am really sorry. Let's figure macros. Oh, it's okay. I figured you're busy. So they know. If you have my phone number, you know how I am. But some people, like some of your family members specifically, will send texts. No response. Sorry. Not sorry. Johnny, like I said, Johnny's family, come. They're, they're, some of them are great. Some of them not so great. And so... Um, I don't know if I just don't respond. Like he said, that's like a you know you did you know you did wrong. And it takes a lot to get me there, and it takes even more to get Johnny there. He's one of the most forgiving people I've ever met in my entire life, and so for Johnny to get there is that's a lot. But I think we're gonna make this entire podcast about the questions from this post. So um, I hope it wasn't already asked, but how do y'all keep your love life so pure? 
Even in just your workout videos, you can see the bond and love you have for each other. It's so inspiring. I worked with my ex for over a year and it ruined our relationship. How do you suggest making things stronger? Work at it every single day. When you get married, you are vowing to be married to that person for the rest of your lives. And that means you love them in every version that you get in them. And I'm not saying like, I'm all for it. If you're unhappy, don't stay in a marriage. That's what my dad raised me, telling me like, it's not worth it. Life's too short to be unhappy. But you don't sweat the small stuff. Laugh every day. Find something you love over the person. Like Johnny's got some things that I could be so fixated on. Same for me. Like that he maybe doesn't like about me or maybe that like really annoys him that I do. And the same thing for him. Like I could be focused on things that annoy me. But if I'm so focused on those things, then what am I focused on that's good about him? In my opinion, his good outweighs the bad. The only bad thing that I can like annoying, it's not even bad. It's annoying thing. And here I'm getting ready to say a lesson on the word annoying that Addie just gave me tonight. She said, if you love somebody, then they can't be annoying to you, is what her teacher told her. I was like, okay, appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But something that just like maybe drives you nuts is like Johnny and Addie are absolute perfectionists. They will do something so incredibly slow as long as it's perfect. And me and Reed are like, let's hurry up and get it over with. Come on. Done, completed is more important than perfect to me, which Johnny, that's just who he is, probably would say the opposite. Like, it's better to be perfect and done right the first time than to have to go back and do it again. I'd say so. And so if I sit and focus on those things, they seem so big and I could I could focus on that and that could consume me. Then I'm just seeing negative things about him. Then one negative thought turns into another. And then I'm like following this tale of all of these things that really just annoy me about him. And then I'm like, why Why am I even married to this guy? If all of these things just annoy me and I just don't like this? No, you can't do that. You are getting an ever-changing person. Like your partner, you're married to probably five, ten different versions of your partner or more through their your whole married life. Like Johnny was married to me and, and he's been married to so many different versions of me. And he's going to continue being married to different versions of me. And you have to find what you love about them. So Johnny is on this season of healing. And I love this person. I have craved this person for 10 years now of this person with connection. And and I've realized that it's taken 10 years for me to peel this onion back because he has layers of trauma, layers of this inner child that was not ready to heal, um, which will take us to our next episode. But we... I don't know. I just love this season. I've loved Trucker John. That's a season. I've loved, you know, Johnny in Mo- Street Bike Johnny, Festy Johnny, <laughs> all of these different versions of him. Um, New Dad Johnny, Johnny who becomes then a boy dad too. I've loved NICU Johnny who literally carried the weight of our ship 
Um, well, I was 24-7 in that NICU because I was not leaving without my baby. He didn't even think twice and just did what needed to be done. And then he, this Johnny of letting me heal with this postpartum depression, like all of these versions. And so I focus on what I love the most in that, that version of who he is at the time. And you have been married to me in so many different versions of who I am. How do you feel like you keep that spark and connection? Like I just focus on what I love the most about you. I look at you and truthfully, when I look at Johnny, I he's a serving person and I just look at him and I'm like, he's the best human being I've ever met in my life. That's what I love the most about him. I do the same thing. I focus on everything that's good. I mean, and I try to build on that. Like I see... I mean, like we've worked on our whole marriage. I see everything you do better than me, and I help you, you know, in those areas that I can. That's uh, what's worked for us. Do you prefer Johnny with his short beard or the long OG Amish beard? Oi, what do you think? (laughs) Somebody told me the other day, you can tell Johnny's from Tipton by his voice. (laughs) I said, what does that mean? She's also from a small town. She goes, Johnny has the tips and twang. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? He sounds like an Amish man. And she's like, yep, that's it. <laughs> um, I prefer the short beard over the Amish beard. He, I let him do his thing, grow up through COVID. Finally, I was like, it's got to go. It's like straggling and like too much. Looking like I need a Harley and, and yeah, all that. Yeah, I'm going to braid it if you keep growing it. Mm-hmm. And so I prefer short trimmed up john do you prefer the kids loved trimming that or you know cutting that long beard off though i prefer it short too by the way another one is this is good and i wonder if men struggle with this do you struggle with being you you're very well known three kids all around busy how do you cope with that i saw a video once that said flamingos when they raise their young kids they lose their pink coloring and honestly, I felt like I've lost mine. Curious how you cope. So I will say, like, I don't know if I'm speaking for just myself, but like when you're pregnant, you're giving your body up for your baby. Not like giving it up, but your your body's purpose is growing a baby. And then whenever you have your baby, if you choose to breastfeed, your body is nurturing the baby. So I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I've given my body to Ava for, we're going on two years, actually, giving my body to her, which absolutely would do it over in a heartbeat and i don't want our breastfeeding journey to end it actually makes me very emotional to think she's almost one and that that could come to an end i'm gonna let her take the reins and guide it of like when we end and i thought i'd be like ready because with the other two i was ready like about this time i was like okay i'm done breastfeeding i've pumped enough milk to last until one year they can bottle feed like i just need my body back but I knew I was always going to have another baby. But this one, she's my last baby. And so I'm like, I don't want this chapter to close. And so. Be hard. Be hard so hard. And so I would say like once I got done breastfeeding my babies, I felt like I got my pink back. If we're talking flamingo. Flamingo talk. Uh, um, but I, I feel like I'm me again with Ava. In the last couple of months, figure your macros. Follow your macros. It really like allows you to feel like you again. 
makes you feel powerful, makes you feel healthy, gives you an energy you didn't know you were missing because you're fueling your body properly with what it needs. And if you're wondering about macros, go listen to my Macro 1 and Macro 2 podcast. Explain all the basics there. If you're a member, I'll figure them for you. But go do that first. But um, I would say like figuring yeah, my macros. one month in on, on macros. On like tight macros. Yeah, yeah, before I just always made sure I was getting enough, you know, carbs and protein so that way it could sustain muscle growth and breastfeeding. But I was gaining more fat than, and finally I was like, I've had enough of this. I need to lean back out because while I've loved this body because it's a season of my life, I've just felt like a little bit uncomfortable in my skin on like a, when I bend over, maybe three rolls is too many to when I have, but maybe one or two would be okay. And while I have gained so much strength, I've never tried to talk bad about myself to to myself in my own body because my body is amazing. I've created and grown three babies. I've nourished three babies with this body. I'm very thankful for what my body has done. So I try not to talk negatively towards it because it is a powerful body and it changes. Like I can't fit into my pre-pregnancy genes after this baby. I have more muscle in my body though. And so I'm curvier than I've ever been in my life. Oh yeah. And Johnny likes it. Why he calls me? Juicy J's in the building. <laughs> that he calls me Juicy J because of my curves. And I've never had curves. I've just been like a rectangle my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your descriptions of yourself are not even close. But that not that funny how like, you perceive yourself versus what someone else sees? Yeah. Um, and so... I don't know. I feel like I've just been this square rectangle my whole life with no curves. And now I have curves and I truthfully, I love them. I feel like very feminine. So I've had a boob job before and I thought that would make me feel like a woman. Got them out. I felt more powerful without the fake boobs than I did with the boobs. And Johnny told me not to get them for the record. And I've just loved my my curves of my hips and my like, just because I know what I'm doing with it and what I have done with it. Do men feel like that? Do you feel like you've lost yourself in a certain season and then you're like, oh, I feel like me again? Does it come with like a baby for men? Mm, I guess it could. I'd say mine was just, I mean, such elite physical shape during my football years and then cutting into, you know, wrestling and then back into football bulking. So that's kind of always my benchmark. So it's kind of hard to yeah, but, compare myself but to that. But think about this. When you were doing all that, you were in high school and you were... Here it comes. Yeah, you're getting the gin talk. You were in high school, you were in college, and that was a long time ago and your body changes. Like You can't fit into your jeans that we bought you a year ago, let alone your jeans from high school. (laughs) He always compares himself to his prime and his mind of what high school looked like. We have to break that stigma of... Your high school body. You are not 19 anymore, Johnny. Where's this talk for yourself? <laughs> I am better at talking I, well, to other I people. Roasted. I'm just no, I'm I'm so, just saying that I would say in my mind that that was the strongest I ever was. Yes, but I look at you now and you're in better shape. You have more muscle now than ever. Oh, I know. 
So why don't you look at yourself as you're like in my prime right now? I guess because I miss not having a neck. <laughs> okay, he always <laughs> talks about these dang traps and I'm like, stop it. I would rather see big biceps, big That's delts, and big about quads. My, about my pictures. Like, I do not you like... have a neck. I don't even like traps. <laughs> just like looks gnarly. Just so like, uh, yeah, it looks gnarly. But... Like maybe if you're gonna go wrestle, I can give myself big traps too if I want to. Just gotta <laughs> position it right. I don't miss it that bad. I'm just saying in in my defense, I'm saying in my mind, that's where my elite fitness was. So but you're saying every time we've had a baby, you've never felt like you lost yourself and you're coming back. Like, oh I feel like me again. I guess not. Okay. I was just wondering for like a male standpoint. But do you feel more like you? Do you feel like you're a new reborn man? I do. Since healing your yeah. inner child? Yeah. And my in, my energy, my mental clarity, and just overall well-being is night and day difference. Better than any time in your whole life. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I could go on a whole nother path about that, but I'm not going to. I'm free. Free, free falling. falling. That's right. John Mayer. That's right. That's a good one. Um, so I'd say I'm feeling like me back now that I've had a Ava, even though I'm still breastfeeding, I'm feeling more like me than ever. Those in body scans are keeping me motivated. Keeping this girl. 30 days and I've lost a lot of, I'm like loving it. I'm on cloud nine over here. Um, what is one song that you think best describes your marriage? Best describes our marriage? I don't know. Like, are we going lovey-dovey or are we going like... Hmm, are we going back to number one question? What are actual... uh, Okay, ready? We're going to say it. We've got different... We've got different versions of us. So do you want like mom and dad mode? Do you want business owner mode? Or do you want me and Johnny behind closed doors jamming? Because there's different versions of me and Johnny. Or we showing up to church on Sunday because we have a lot of different, like we're the same person, but our music genre is very broad. It is. We love God, but we love a good rap song. That's right. So let's go first. Okay, Johnny, if it's just me and you in my car, we're listening to a song, what's it going to be? It's going to be Post Malone. Or Russ. Johnny's a Russ man. I do like Russ. He's very lyrical and deep with his Yeah, with his Johnny lyrics. says he relates to him a lot. I do. Y'all could probably be good with friends. His, his struggle in, in life. In life, yeah. yeah. You're right. But I do love Posty. If I'm going to a show, I'm going to Posty's show. I'd go to either, but Posty's my number one. It's going to be... I'm going to be... Is if we're turning on a song... Yeah. We like that one. We like congratulations. Yeah, that one speaks to us a lot. But he just released a new one called Morning, and I have been jamming to that one every day once I drop the kids off. Yeah. There's like a few lines out of there that I'm like really vibe with, um, even though I am cannot relate to the alcohol <laughs> Because I don't like to drink. Jingle's but... a little a little light on the alcohol. <laughs> and he goes a little heavy. But um, anyways, 
it's a post song. If we are with our kids, they usually run the show of the music. And they like their kids, Bob. We let them listen to the kids, Bob version. They really still vibe in with Old Town Road. Old Town Road. The kids, Bob. If we're going to Texas Roadhouse, that's called Old, Old Town, Town Road. Road. We want to eat at Old Town Road. Yep. He's got to have the horses in the back. That's right. I think it's because the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we let our kids listen to the kids bop version of the pop songs, just not ready to introduce them to that. Like the world's too corrupt. And so it'll happen before we know it. So I'm trying to keep them safe as long as possible. Um, they, they like some country music. Too. Loves they good. love Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Cause of Papa. Cause my dad, he, we've taken my dad to two Chris Stapleton concerts. He's amazing. And he sounds just like better. He sounds better in person than he does on the radio. Yeah. I'm excited to see if Post Malone's like that. Yeah. I had a lot of people tell me they've been to Posty concerts before and he puts on a heck of a show. So I'm super excited. Otherwise, like God is in the stories, my favorite like worship song that got me through a lot of the NICU. And then our kids love like Christian songs. Yeah. They go That's to a, a Christian church and yeah. or school, and so um, they're singing a lot of worship music when we're with them. Kids mm-hmm. bop and worship music. When it's me and Johnny, we get a little hood, mm-hmm. more posty than hood, I'd say. So you know, we like to have we a good do the time. The two thousands throwback every now and again. Yeah, Johnny likes that two step going two step. Yeah, in the club, it's going down. What's that one that you turned on? He was on a vibe of 2000s not too long ago. And you were listening like, um, I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot uh, even. I was, throwing, I was throwing on all the tracks like I can remember it to this day. You know, burning on your CD. Oh, for sure. Getting ready to go to your football game in eighth grade. You know, feeling like a, a million bucks. Just all those good old tracks. So if we could describe like our song at our wedding, he's saying Tangled Up in You by Stained. By Stained, yep. And so I'd say that's a good that's good about our marriage. Mm-hmm. That one's fun. Felt like you saved me. Mm. Like my granddad told me. Saved you. Yeah. Johnny bought him beer at a where were so, we at? So Roller Derby. Addie was probably eight, nine months old. We went to visit my grandparents in Illinois, and in their retirement, they started going to roller derbies, and we'd never been to roller derbies, so we're sitting up there in the stands, and I surprised my granddad. I went down to go to the bathroom, you know, and I came back with Bud Light, two Bud Lights, and he's like, oh, he grabbed his heart, you know, he really, he was a jokester, he played it off. It's like, oh, holding his heart, Johnny, you saved me. You saved me. You saved me. Just so, by bringing him a beer. Every so, time we, he gets so, a beer now, he reenacts so it. So me and all my siblings would always take turns going up there to visit. And all my siblings after that, they all got told that Johnny saved him. Yep. So I, I saved him that day by getting him a Bud Light. <laughs> That's right. You Sometimes you just got to be saved by a Bud Light. That's right. Okay, something embarrassing that happened to both of us. I'll say it. I don't fart in front of Johnny. First time Johnny ever heard me fart was after I had a baby and I was mortified. <laughs> <laughs> He's watched me push Addie out, but 
Don't she was mortified. I was happy because they said you have to pass gas so you can leave the hospital. So I'm like, yes. I still it. don't. Like people are <laughs> mind blown when I say like, they're like, oh, you don't leave the door open and have a conversation when you poop? Absolutely not. Don't want to be part of that. Don't include me on your little business meeting. Got mine. Got yours. I know you poop. You know I poop. We don't need to discuss it beyond that. I don't fart in front of him. He really doesn't fart in front of me. I think it's just like a maintaining a little bit of like modesty. Yeah. Um. Not that I would care if you farted in front of me. Would you care if I farted in front of you? Not really. I mean, I just think it's a mutual respect thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not like fart and then put you under the covers like... My dad did that too growing up, and I think I got my fair share. I think it goes back to, like, I don't think anybody thinks a fart is sexy, so. <laughs> I need you to maintain me thinking I'm sexy as much as I can. Oh. Same thing. I, I want you to think I'm sexy. I don't want you to Just look at me you... like it's some big old dirty fart. caveman. <laughs> Just a big old fart. <laughs> no, I don't. And so I appreciate that we both have this unspoken Mutual respect. Mutual respect about that. Um, so, embarrassing thing. I don't know that we want to talk about the McDonald's story. Oh, boy. I don't think... We're not going to go there with you guys. Maybe not yet. Not yet. I'm not ready. We're not that close of best friends yet. I mean, I feel like after today, we are. We are tight. But We're getting deep, but... Whew. The McDonald's story is next level. Mm. We'll save that one for a rainy day. Yeah. So th- whatever, all you need to know is our most embarrassing story happened to McDonald's. And we won't go there yet. Johnny is so quiet and reserved. Is that truly him? Yes. But if you just listened, if you made it this far, you now know why he's quiet and reserved and he's becoming a new man. I might start talking so much you all want me to Rude. go just, back to being quiet. Shut up, you know? The macro-friendly knife incident and his comment had me in tears. <laughs> I'm just un- I'm unhinged, y'all. Which comment? What you said last time when you said how probably laughing at this whenever you said don't never trust someone who stabs himself now. We got a new comment on it. The knife story will never go away. Do you guys ever decide to skip a day of workouts because you're just not feeling it? Do you ever miss? We will always just do one if we're not feeling it. We yeah, always if we're not do feeling one. It, we'll do one. If we're feeling good, we do two. If I'm feeling good, I make him do three. And he's no, if he's doing three, he's not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Did you always want three kids? Johnny comes third oldest of nine. When he proposed to me, I said, yes, but I will not have nine kids. He said, good, I don't want nine kids. They get blended and you kind of quit parenting, I feel like, after a certain number. I always said three or four. Yeah, we we had the mutual agreement of three or four. I came from three and I hated it. And I said, no, I'll never have an odd number. But here we are living that odd number life. And And we went boy or girl boy and we're like, oh, we're good. And then I was like, I need a baby. And then she's like, I want one more. And so here we are. We're super say, happy with three. Me too. Which we got to tell that story real quick. It was January 2021. 
and always like do these odd I'm just odd guys um and so I told Johnny I was like here take this piece of paper first she said do you want to have a baby and I said well do you want to have a baby and so we came up with the idea we both had to take a sticky note and write our answer into a good old you know fifth grade exchange yeah love letters and Those so were, we didn't have phones back then so we had to, we going back to our roots so my sticky note said when you opened it it said baby 2022 and yours said yes <laughs> maybe <laughs> yes da, 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 maybe <laughs> And let me just talk about it for a minute. I wanted a baby so bad I bought a dog to replace the baby. I did all of these weird things to fulfill this need for a baby that I didn't want to admit because I was afraid that it would get in the way of my work. I was afraid I didn't know how to slow down. I was afraid that my members would quit my group if their personal trainer was pregnant. I was afraid of losing this amazing body that I worked so incredibly hard for for four years to maintain and gain. That's why it took me so long to have a baby between Reed and Ava and birth trauma from Reed. Yeah. A lot of it was birth trauma because of Reed. But and then unfortunately it was back to back. So that's why we ended with three. That is why we're ending with three. Long yeah. story short, there you go. Um, three is a beautiful number. It's great. Our kids are obsessed with Ava. She's a little happy ending we didn't know we needed. Were you hoping for more? This is a story nobody knows. At least not many. Ava was a triplet. And a lot of people are like, oh, did you do IVF? Nope. Um, my OBGYN, OBGYN was also like, hey, are you doing like IVF and didn't tell me? Nope. Sure didn't. You would be the first to know. Completely um, a Jen and John thing. Like, I mean, it's completely natural. Of course, I would have triplets. Do you remember when I told you there's a twin? Like, we lost our absolute minds for a week until we got confirmation. Um, So we were like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to, like, what are we going to do? We have two kids to four kids. And then we went in for the ultrasound. And they were like, no, there's three. And we were and like. And then we were even more mind blown. <laughs> what? We were going to go from a family of, two. of four to a family of seven. Yes. And so Ava was a triplet. The two identical twins were in one sack. They were boys. They did not make it. And Ava was in her own sack and she made it. And so there's that. That was a miracle. God knew. My body couldn't have triplets. And so that was wild. It was pretty wild. All natural. Um, what it was is I released two eggs. Both were fertilized. And then the two eggs, one duplicated and made a twin. So the boys would have been identical. Mm-hmm. And then Ava. That would have been wild. And I, be, loss, like it's weird. So, like, I feel like as a female, you, I was in this really weird, it took me a couple months of, like, and I still have this feeling of, like, I had two baby boys that I never knew, but at the same time, I was simultaneously pregnant with Ava, 
that I was so happy to be pregnant with her. It was a weird couple months for me to move past that. Like, I'm so thankful to be carrying this perfectly healthy baby girl. I have two boys that, and then I, all the what ifs. Oh my gosh, is it something that I did? All the things. And so I feel you and I see you if you have ever experienced anything like that. That's hard. It is really, really hard to go through that. Um, and so that was probably something really the wildest thing that's happened to me and my body. Mm-hmm. Another one. You typically match color coordinate. Is this planned? Does Johnny wait to get dressed until you, he, you pick out your outfit? My super sweet husband has learned to do this because it, he knows it makes me happy. Johnny seems like the kind of guy that would do that. Yes and no. Some of it's intentional. I'll be dressed till dress after. Some of it's unintentional and some of it's intentional by me. I think a lot of it's our wavelength. Like I know. I'd say 75% of the time it just happens. We just walk out in the same outfit or coordinating. We just match really well. Or we share souls. Or Jen's favorite thing is to see what I have on and walk out with a big smile. Yep. Okay, this one is Johnny's going to answer. What is a weird habit of Jen's? Weird habit or quirk? Weird habit or quirk? I'm also curious to know what you think is a weird of mine. This is, uh, this one has been passed down from Jen to Addie. <laughs> they both have to. <laughs> what? Oh, they both like to lick their lips. Oh my god! Before they plant a big juicy kiss. <laughs> I think we got that from my mom. Yeah, I don't know where it came from, but I'm just always like, I love it. <laughs> you, I don't think I wouldn't say you love it. You won't it, let us kiss you. It's funny because most of the time, like it's not all the time, but. Like right before bed, they have to make sure they plant a, a juicy wet one. They will wipe their lips first, <laughs> like, and then lick them and then plant a kiss. It's almost like their lips are dry at that time of night. Just, I don't know. You're I making me want to lick my lips right now. <laughs> yep. You just licked them. Yeah. Addie does do it too. No, Reed does it. Addie doesn't do it. Reed does it. Addie does it. She does. She never mm-hmm. give me a wet kiss. You're that's why that's why Addie or Reed and Addie always won't give bedtime kisses to each other. Yeah, because it's wet. Uh huh. Because Addie will get mad because Reed wiped her kiss off because his lips are wet <laughs> after after she kisses, and then her feelings are hurt. And it's a whole thing. It is. What's one of mine? It's not really a weird cork, just like one of those things that you do that drive me nuts. You hoard your shoes in the mudroom. <laughs> There's not many things that you do that drives me nuts, but this is definitely one of them. You like have 18 different pairs of shoes in the mudroom as if you might need to wear 18 different shoes and I'll take them all at once and dump them in your closet. And by two days later, there's 18 more pairs in the mudroom. Drives me nuts. You need four pairs in the mudroom in your basket. You okay, don't. to my defense, we don't wear shoes in our house. Correct. So in my mind, it's a pain in the butt 
to walk back to and have forth. shoes in my closet when I can't put them on and wear them to the mud room or to leave the house. So that's right. I'll just when keep I come in, I just kick them off and never put them up. This is the mud room until See I put them up. This is a really good one. There's three more questions, and we're gonna end on the really good one. So a fun one. Um, I think we've already answered a lot of these. What's the best gift that you've received from me? Best gift? Hmm. I'd say posty. That's by far the best. That's also a gift for myself. Um, But you did. My number one gift is you let me buy an airplane. Oh, I thought you were going to say our children. I birthed three children for you. <laughs> yeah, your airplane was a big gift. Yeah. Um, that was a long time in the making. That was a very long time in the making. We have had a plane fund for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I would say my favorite gift is my updated wedding ring you got me. So whenever we first got married, he got me a beautiful wedding ring, engagement ring, and then we had the two bands because we, we like to be symmetrical. And so he got me the two bands when we got married, and he always said, when I can afford more, I'll I'll level this up, or I'll get you a new diamond. And I was like, this is perfect. It's beautiful. And it is so beautiful. But a couple years ago, Johnny, um, for a five-year anniversary, he got me a band that had five diamonds in it, and I wore it on my right hand. And then he surprised me with a new wedding ring setup. And it had a bigger diamond and bigger diamonds on the band, but it was on a solitaire single band. And so I found myself wearing that more and less of my five diamond band. So we took the five diamond band, took off one diamond, saving it for Addie or Ava when they get older. And then we put my big diamond on it so I got all of my rings together because I'm not much of a ring wearing person and so I have all of my stuff on one and I love it a lot of people yeah, so like it's kind of a custom one that's yeah from the rings that you've had over the years which yeah. is really cool so it's like all built onto one which that's my favorite gift I've gotten you're very intentional with your gifts very thoughtful with them but that was my biggest gift I've ever received from anybody and so um I love that one. And one gift, it wasn't from you. I don't know if you had anything to do with it. It's from my employees for my four-year JGFG anniversary. They compiled a bunch of videos of all my OG members of what's their favorite thing about JGFG or how I've impacted their lives. And that was really an awesome gift. Yeah, I loved that a lot. One more before last. What is your and Johnny's love language? Mine are acts of service, and I could have married a better person to fulfill my love language because Johnny is a servant man. My love language is just spending time together. Quality time. Quality time. And events, you know, planning vacations or... Travel. Travel, going to your parents. Experiences, yeah. yeah. I'm all about the experiences. In Colorado... Reed just said, he. what if we took a boy's trip to Colorado? Reed, Reed says this in looking at me, but looking at He loves a reaction Jen from me. Out of the corner of his eye and says, 
with me and you do boys trip to Colorado. I'm like, no, I don't want to miss out. <laughs> I don't want to really go to Colorado, but I don't want to miss out on a trip. Because Reed, Reed has been to Colorado, but he was a baby. Four months old. And we went with um, we my took grandparent, his grand- yeah. grandparents, excuse me. And we all went up there, me, Jen, and Addie skied while grandparents got to hang out with baby Reed. Yep. But Reed knows I love, yeah, Jen broke her wrist, running into a small sapling. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And crashing very hard. I just got confident uh, skiing. Yeah, so then that's been in the back of Jen's mind ever since. She, She doesn't like skiing that much. But Reed knows I absolutely love it. And I've been on a few trips probably two years ago. And he wants to go. Yeah, it'll be so good. I'm hoping we can make it happen. Yes. Last one is, do either one of you struggle with feeling resentful at times? For example, if one gets to go golfing while the other stays home with the kids, one goes and mows the grass for three hours, one goes on a girl's day or while multitasking with the other kids. This is a constant area that I work on daily. What do you say? Do you feel resentful if like, the only time I ever like go out and do something is if my employees are in town and then I'll go hang out with them after we get done with working. Do you ever feel resentful whenever you have to stay with the kids then after that? No. I mean, it's, I think we've just learned over the, you know, years through trekking it's you just got to do you know i wouldn't even say do your share but i mean i enjoy the time i have with the kids when you're away you know it's just a whole different mood and different vibe you know we can be a little crazy when mom's not home do some wild stuff so i don't know we don't really keep tabs no we don't I wouldn't say we keep tabs at all. Um, like Johnny, he gets to go golfing. If you like, you and Josh went golfing the other day, and I hung out with the kids. And again, like your kids act differently whenever it's just mom or it's just dad. You have your own little special vibe. We went and ran errands, and I had all three kids, and it was fine. We all did good. We had fun, and life went on. Johnny got to fill his cup, do his thing, and. It, like you said, it goes back and forth. Everyone needs time away. I'll recommend that 100%, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you have more stress. Your cortisol, I read the study, your cortisol levels are higher than if you were to work a 40-hours-a-week job being a stay-at-home mom. And I can vouch for that when I was a stay-at-home mom. Like, it's stressful. And so um, I don't, I don't think, but how would you... We don't really resent each other, though. No. So... How would you suggest um, people dealing with that? I'd say, like, work it out on your calendars, number one. Like we always say, we have a joint calendar that uh, we work off of. That helps us. So plan in advance. Plan in advance and just be like, hey... If you're going to go golf with your friends, like next weekend, I would really like to be able to go get my nails done or just go get a pedicure or something. Communication is really key to marriage. But like if you 
are honest and open with how you're feeling, then how is your significant other going to know? And if you keep it and internalize it, I feel like that's when resentment builds. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just got to be known that I want you to be happy, so I want you to be able to go do, you know, whatever fills your cup. That's right. And vice versa. You know, I'm there to support it. You just because you're married and have kids doesn't mean that you only can be married and have kids and only do married things and only have kid day like do kid things. You are an individual also. So like again, with like what I said earlier, self care is not selfish. Go do your daily workout, talk to your partner, make sure like they know this is a priority. I need you to hang out with the kids so I can get this done because it makes me a better wife and a better mom. And let your kids know that too. Bring your kids in to work out with you. If they can't handle it, then like let it be known. Like mom's got to do this so I can function. This is for my health. And then let dad go do what he needs to do for a little bit of him time. Everyone needs me time. I don't care who you are. I thrive with like sometimes I thrive with alone time. And I know that sounds weird, but sometimes Johnny and I are together so much with working. We will just sit in each other's presence, but quietly doing our own thing. So I feel like I'm doing my own thing on my own time. I've got alone time. Johnny will do the same thing. You don't always have to be constantly engaging with each other. So I think that just communication is absolutely key. Yeah. Okay. We are going to end with a quote. I like to end on quotes. A powerful marriage is not about perfection, but about the willingness to grow, learn, and evolve together. It's a partnership where two imperfect souls embrace each other's flaws, celebrate each other's strengths, and create a love that withstands the test of time. It's beautiful. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't write that. It's not my <laughs> quote, but I loved that quote. And I thought it was really good. You have to stand up. You have to grow together, evolve together, learn together. You will never be the same person for five years straight, you're always growing. If that person is the same, I would be concerned. You always want your partner to grow. You have to learn and grow and love them through all of those seasons and changes. And thank you for listening. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Tune in next week for another episode of Unhinged Conversations. Always know that we are here for you. We love you. We support you. We see you. You are strong. You are powerful. You are worthy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind to Muscle. If you'd like to tune into future episodes, don't forget to follow me on your preferred listening platform. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure and leave a review. I really appreciate those. Don't forget you are strong. You are powerful. You are worthy. And you can do hard things. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.